Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. I'm so glad you're joining us today, and I thought it would be fun to start out with a little game of Would You Rather. Now, I'm sure you've played this game before, so all I'm going to do is ask you, would you rather this or would you rather that? And you just have to make the choice. That's, that's it. That's all there is to the game. Pretty easy, right? If you need to pause the podcast while you're deciding, totally fine as well. Here we go. Are you ready? Would you rather eat pizza or ice cream as your only meal for the rest of your life? Which one would you choose? I think I'd rather have pizza than ice cream if that was the only meal. I don't know. That's just me. What did you choose? (laughs) All right, here's the next one. Would you rather visit space or the animals of Madagascar? Mm. I think for me, I'd probably pick the animals just because I don't really like flying. So I think space is a lot of flying. That's at least what I've heard. (laughs) All right, here's the next one. Would you rather be a scuba diver or an airplane pilot? Hmm, that's a hard one. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of an airplane pilot, even though I don't like flying. Interesting, right? Okay. Uh, Would you rather live in a zoo or in an aquarium? Hmm. Can I pick neither? Is that allowed? (laughs) Maybe I'll pick the zoo. What'd you pick? Okay, let's do the next one. Would you rather swim every day or dance every day? I like both those choices because I love to swim and I love to dance. Maybe dance every day. And here's the last one. It's kind of gross. Are you ready? Would you rather hold slugs or hold spiders in your hand? I think I'd rather hold a spider because the slugs are so slimy. What did you pick? (laughs) Well, that was fun. I always love how different people have such different answers for those questions. So thanks for playing with me today. Well, I'm really excited to introduce you to my friend today, and her name is Sissy Goff. She spends most of her days counseling girls and their families alongside her dog, who is also her assistant and pet therapist, Lucy the Havanese. Sissy serves as the Director of Child and Adolescent Counseling for Daystar Counseling Ministries in Nashville, Tennessee, where she has worked with girls and their families for more than 25 years. Sissy is the author of 11 books, including the best-selling Raising Worry-Free Girls, Helping Your Daughter Feel Braver, Stronger, and Smarter in an Anxious World, and a book for young girls called Braver, Stronger, Smarter, A Girl's Guide to Overcoming Worry and Anxiety, and her latest book for teen girls called Brave, A Teen Girl's Guide to Beating Worry and Anxiety, which came out just this month. She and the team at Daystar have completed three seasons of their very popular podcast, Raising 
Boys and Girls, which is an excellent podcast. Sissy loves snow skiing, water skiing, and the original Mary Poppins movie. When not doting on her nephew, Henry, she is on a quest for the perfect taco, chips, and salsa. She's a girl after my own heart. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation with my friend, Sissy Goff. Sissy Goff, thank you so much for being on the Collide Kids podcast. Thank you for having me, Kristen. It's so fun to be with you. Yeah, this is a joy to have you here, and I'm so excited to hear about all the books that you have and resources. Um, Will you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, so I am Sissy, and I have been counseling girls and families in Nashville, Tennessee for almost 30 years now, and I have... It's a really cool place where I get to counsel. We're in a little yellow house with a white picket fence and we have dogs on staff. So I get to take my dog to work every day, which is about the best gig a dog or a girl could have. I love it. And (laughs) yeah, just get to hang out with kids and talk about what's going on. So out of that, I have gotten to write some and I get to travel and speak in the days when we're traveling and speaking and life's a little different. So (laughs) yeah, that's me. That's awesome. Um, Tell us about your dog. What's your dog's name? Her name is Lucy and she is a Havanese. So she is about 10 pounds, but she thinks she's about a hundred (laughs) pounds. And her best trick is that she waves at people. So, you know, I I, I would imagine there are some folks out there who've been to counseling before. And when you're going to talk to somebody you've never met, it feels kind of scary. Although it's an awesome thing to have somebody that's on your team in that way. But so Lucy's so good because they come in and they feel so nervous and she just waves at them right away and they feel better. So it's very fun. Oh, that's awesome. So she's part of the therapy too. That's, that's amazing. She is. <laughs> yes. And there's so much therapeutically about petting a dog, how yes. it helps us and releases all these great hormones in our brain that make us feel better. So yeah, good on a lot of ends. I agree. That's awesome. Well, before we get started into all of this, I'd love to start out by asking my guests to share a joke. Since this is a podcast for kids, do you have a a fun joke or something you want to share with us? Well, so most of what I'm talking about with girls right now is worry. And when, um, and so this is a little tied into how worry affects us sometimes, but the question is what, I'm going to get it wrong. I'm terrible at jokes. What did the green grape say to the purple grape? I don't know. Breathe. (laughs) Cause get it. He was turning purple cause he wasn't breathing, which is what any of us do when we're worried. Just breathe. That's good. Just breathe. Yeah. There you go. So the, the purple grapes are the worried grapes. Is that what you're saying? Yes, totally. Which is most of us these days. Right. We are all purple grapes right now. Yes. So you, you've um, been doing counseling for how many years now? Um, 28 years. I think I'm going on. Wow. And what A do you love time. about counseling? I love just getting to sit with kids and families, kids and parents both, and hear them talk about things that, that I think, you know, so often when we're feeling something, we think we're the only one who's ever felt that way. And sometimes we think, oh no, is something wrong with me that I feel this way? And so to get to sit with kids and grownups and say, you are not the only one and absolutely nothing is wrong with you. It is so normal that you feel this way and God loves you in the midst of everything yeah. that you're feeling. I think is just, 
it's a really great job to get to do that. It doesn't feel like a job. It feels like a gift. Yeah. You get to remind people um, that they're not alone and that they're loved by God. That, that sounds like an awesome job. It is with my dog. Yeah. And you get to bring your dog. (laughs) What's better than that? Um, So why are we hearing so much about worry and anxiety right now? Like, why is that something that I feel like a lot of people are talking about? A lot of people are struggling with what, what's going on? Well, it was really even happening before the pandemic pre pre COVID. We were looking at one in four kids were dealing with anxiety and girls were twice as likely. Mm. Now the numbers have jumped to one in three. And so it really is. It's exactly what you said. We're talking about it so much because we're feeling it so much. Mm. And I think, I mean, obviously that has played a huge role in it, the pandemic, but also I think there's so many things going on culturally in terms of, we just have been moving too fast. I think there's so much pressure. I think kids have never felt that degree before and technology Sorry, if you're listening and you're under the age of 18, you're probably mad at me, but technology does make it worse, especially social media. And so there are so many different things contributing. I think we're putting more pressure on ourselves. I hear more girls particularly talk about that they feel like they don't just have to make A's, but they have to make a hundreds on everything that they do. I think we're just, there's such an expectation for all of us that's making it so much worse. Yeah. Um, and then you, so you've written a couple of books about this. Tell us about your book, Braver, Stronger, Smarter. So yes, because the average age of onset for worry and anxiety used to be eight and then it dropped to six. And so two years ago or two and a half years ago, when I started wanting to write these books, that was the age I wanted to target the most was really elementary age girls, early middle school. And so I wrote this workbook for girls that age called Braver, Stronger, Smarter from the poo quote. And it's, <laughs> it's starring Lucy, my dog. She's all, there's a feeling start with little Lucy faces. It's really fun, so cute. but it's, it's to help them learn to talk about it. And the point of writing these books too, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So there's one for elementary age girls. And then there's one for parents because anxiety is not just a childhood epidemic in America. It's a parenting epidemic. And yeah. if as a parent, you have anxiety, your kids are seven times more likely to have it themselves. And so we don't want to just help the child. We want to help the whole family because your kids are going to need you to remind them of what the tools are. But, but the point in writing these books is there are such practical things that families can do at home. Honestly, it was to work people like me out of a job so that you don't even <laughs> have to get to counseling, but you can do these things at home to help. And yeah. then if we fast forward to the pandemic started and it was this fascinating thing where younger kids were sitting at home. I was zooming with them for counseling and they'd hop on with their little stuffed animals. And and those of you who are in elementary school might remember this. I think when we started, it was kind of fun to be at home and to be with your family and you're playing games and you're having all this really neat time together. And it was the teenagers who were struggling more then. And I got worried about them, which is what made me write this book for adolescent girls called Brave. Because I think for them, the the anxiety was not only setting in, but a lot of loneliness that then can, those things can combine and lead to some depression. And so just wanting to help on all the different age levels. Yeah. Could you define anxiety for us? Like to kind of tell us what it is or what, like when we start feeling these feelings, how, how do we figure out that that's what we're dealing with? That's a great question. So there's kind of this continuum from fear to anxiety. We all feel afraid of things, you know, spiders or snakes or 
whatever it is we're afraid of. And the fear comes when we're in the presence of that thing, or we think we're about to be. Mm. So fear is very anchored around an object and it typically goes away when the threat of that object passes. And then there's worry and we all worry about things. And the difference I think between worry and anxiety is that worries come and go and anxiety, the way I talk about it with kids in my office is it's like the one loop roller coaster at the fair. So (laughs) you are, you know, you're eight years old and your parents tell you that they have a babysitter and all of a sudden you feel some panic coming on like, Oh no, wait, what's happening. And you go to your mom and you say, wait, what time are you leaving? When are you going to be home? Who's going to be staying with me? Wait, when are you getting back? And you just can't get your little brain out of the loop or for parents. You know, I talked to so many parents who say they never had anxiety till they had kids. Mm. And now that feels like a big part of their life. And, and what it is, is, it's interesting because we could kind of almost do like a chart for different age groups, but it's basically the scariest thing you can imagine happening at your age. So for some kids, it's being away from their parents. For some kids, they, they don't throw up very often and then they get some kind of tummy bug and they throw up and now they can't stop thinking about throwing up or it's the pandemic. And then of course, as a parent, the worst thing you can imagine is have something happening to one of your kids. And so yeah. you just get stuck in this loop and you can't get it out. Yeah. I think that's a great definition. And I think it's something I, I feel like I'm an eternal optimist sometimes. So like <laughs> I'm always thinking positive, like we're going to be fine, you know, but there's still moments where I, I get stuck in this mindset and it pulls me down. Sure. And sometimes yeah. that mindset could last a few minutes or a few hours or even a few days. And I think, like you said, the pandemic has just made that a lot worse. What are some things that you think we, we struggle with about anxiety the most? Like what are, are there physical things that we can see from this? Yes. I mean, and that's the thing, depending on how old you are, if you're listening, I mean, if you're a parent or you're a child, a lot of times we don't know that's what's going on. And so yeah. with younger kids, like if you have recurring, like if you have really frequent tummy aches, like every morning before school, you get a tummy ache or you get a headache when you get to school, a lot of times that's how we recognize what's going on, especially if you've been to the doctor and they say there's really nothing going on. Or Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be, I talk to a lot of parents who say um, my son or daughter gets really frustrated and it's often, it feels like it's when they're not getting what they want. And it's not necessarily that they're not getting what they want, but you know, we all have an idea of how we think things are going to go. And so if for you or me, if somebody all of a sudden said, nope, you thought your afternoon was going to look like this. I've changed the whole schedule and this is what you're doing now. It might make us a little anxious, but sure. we could say that out loud. But for kids, we pick them up from school and say, oh, that plane's out the window. Now we're running by your grandmothers and we're doing this and this and this. And they melt down. It's because they don't know how to say, you just changed my schedule at the last minute and it makes me feel anxious. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so I think if kids, I mean, anytime emotion is communication. And so there's something they're communicating to us through that. And so if you want to watch for patterns of when they're starting to struggle. And so if it's times of unpredictability, times of changing the schedule, that usually is pointing to some kind of worry or anxiety at at the root of it. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, that's good information. That's good to know. What, what, what do you think are some things we can do as parents to help our kids? Like what are some practical things we can take into a situation like that where we can tell our kids are going through some anxiety? 
Well, okay. So my top three things I would say in terms of helping kids, here are my first three go-to in counseling. So this is like two counseling sessions in our little (laughs) podcast. Um, Okay. So one of the things that happens, and you may know this already, Kristen, but for any of us, when we're sitting here having a calm conversation, we have blood flowing all throughout our brains, including going to our prefrontal cortex, which is in the front of our brain. And it helps us think rationally and manage our emotions. Hmm. When we get anxious, our blood flow shifts and it leaves the prefrontal cortex and it goes to the amygdala. And the amygdala is the fight or flight region of our brain. So when parents say, or when you feel like I'm like a crazy person when I get really anxious, (laughs) right? Yes, you kind of are because the thinking (laughs) part of your brain's not even working. And so the first thing we have to do every time is to calm our bodies back down. And not when we're like full blown meltdown, but when we're just in the beginning of it. And so Here's my favorite way to do it. And you can do it with me. And anybody who's listening can do it too. So you put your hand on your leg. Okay. And you're going to draw a square. I call it square breathing with girls. With boys, we call it combat breathing because it sounds cooler. And the Navy SEALs use it. So, you know, it is cool. So basically with each line of the square, you're going to breathe a different way. And you're going to pause in the corner for three seconds. So it's like breathe in first line, pause three seconds, breathe out next line. Pause three seconds. Breathe in. Pause three seconds. Breathe out. And 20 seconds of deep breathing resets the amygdala. Calms your body back down. So as a kid, you can do that. As a grown-up, you can do that. Parents, your kids are sometimes going to forget as they start to get in that mode. You want to remind them, okay, this is a great time to do your breathing. That's where we want to start. Then second, we want to get out of the loop because we've gotten stuck in this loop. So anything, so cognitive behavioral therapy is the most researched type of therapy to treat anxiety. And they're really practical things you can do. And so one of the cognitive behavioral therapy techniques is called grounding. And so if you get really anxious, it's like you're spinning off into the atmosphere. You're not Mm -hmm. even in the moment and grounding (laughs) kind of pulls you back into it. So anything related to your senses is grounding. So Five, four, three, two, one is my favorite. So if you're sitting there and parents, again, you might need to prompt your kids in this, or or if you're younger than parents, you can remember to do it too, (laughs) either way. So, so you would say five things in the moment that you see right now. So if you were to stop and do that and say out loud, we won't take the time to do it, but five (laughs) things you see, four things you hear, three things you feel, two things you smell one thing you taste or you can go in whatever order i get it backwards all the time it doesn't matter but five four three two one or you can just do tell me everything you see that's a certain color or every word you can think of that's a certain letter anything you can do math problems anything basically all of those require focus you can memorize scripture and say a bible verse back to yourself anything that requires focus is going to pull us out of the loop and then third my third favorite thing is that we want to name the worry Hmm. because it's never about the thing. You know, we've attached to this one thing, being away from mom and dad or throwing up or whatever it is, getting on an airplane. It's never really about that. It's about the fact that anxiety is playing a trick on our brain. Hmm. And so when we can name it and say, it's not about an airplane right now, this is just a lot of kids, younger kids, I'll have them call it the worry monster or come up with their own name for it with the teenagers in that book. I call it the worry whisper because that's what it feels like. It just whispers in the back of our mind. So when you can say, that's just worry bothering me again, he's not the boss of me. 
Yeah. I can tell him exactly what to do. I'm not going to listen to him. I'm stronger than he is anyway. You know, I, not only is that helpful to separate it out because it takes away some of its power, but the thing is he's going to, he comes back sometimes in different ways because right. the reason why I called the book braver, stronger, smarter for younger girls is every girl I ever meet and every parent who worries <laughs> is really bright really conscientious, tries hard. It's all these great things about who God's made us to be. Yeah. And so we're never going to change that about our personality. So it just morphs from one thing to the next. Although the tools we learn with one works with the next thing it changes into, which is why we want to name it worry. Because then as a parent, when your child comes back to you and says, I can't stop thinking, you know, I don't know about COVID, then you can say, now I think the worry monster is back. You beat him before. What'd you do last time? Cause it's going to work this time too. Yeah. It just strips it of its power. That's great. And I love the, the five, four, three, two, one. I feel like we did that with our kids when they were little, like when they were toddlers, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like here, you want to, you want a passy or you need a yes. cracker or yes. look over there, look at my phone, you know, like we distracting. Did exactly. Yeah. I, I hadn't thought that that's something I might need as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Any of us. Yeah. Well, that's great. And, and I think that's so wise to always try to name it or help your kids name what's really going on because it, it, it loses its power. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a good word. Um, how can we help someone like say we're, we're dealing with someone who maybe they're a friend of ours, so they're not in our family or they're not, you know, a close relative, but they're a friend and you can tell that they're struggling with anxiety or worry. How can we How can we help each other with that? We'll be right back after this. You know, raising kids in the digital age isn't easy, but Bark Technology makes products that help parents keep their kids safe online and in real life. They have an app, a phone, and a home device that lets families set parental controls on their internet-connected devices. I love the app because it helps us manage screen time and blocks websites and apps we want our kids to avoid. It also sends alerts and gives us the ability to monitor texts and social media and even track your child's location. Visit bark.us to learn more about how you can keep your kids safe online. Use the code COLLIDEKIDS to get 15% off your subscription of the Bark app. You know, I think even that idea of the worry monster, I think that's Mm -hmm. a great way to talk about it with other people and to say, you know, you can always blame something on me. I heard somebody talk on a (laughs) podcast about worry and, you know, it, it's not really what we think it is sometimes and we can't tell that's what's going on, but it's really cool when we start to talk about it that way, because it helps us feel like something's not wrong with us. And I wonder if you got a little bit of worry too. And you know, if it's a friend of yours, that's a kid, you could say it might be good to talk to your mom or let's talk to your mom together about it. Um, or you could talk, if you're really worried about one of your friends, tell your mom or dad or grandparent and let them call that person's parent and they can help too. And point them back to this great podcast. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's so, I think it helps us too when we help other people, especially if it's something that we've gone through. Like if we, if it's something that we struggle with, and we can say, hey, I've been going through this too. And these are some things that I'm learning about it. I think that's important. Instead of feeling like you have to be the expert or you have to know right. how to deal with everything appropriately, just saying, I go through this too. And I know what you're going through. So I yeah, think that's a good idea. such a difference. 
Yeah. So tell us about um, the book, Braver, Stronger, Smarter. You said it was a workbook. So what are some things in that book that, um, that kids are really enjoying or are learning a lot from? Well, it's, it breaks down really, it's the, the outline of the book is understanding help and hope. And so it starts with really understanding how worry specifically impacts you because for all of us, it's different. So like one of the first things they do is they draw a picture of their body. I mean, there's a, a like an outline of their body and they draw where they feel worry first hmm. because again, for everybody it's different. And for a lot of people, it is their tummy. Sometimes it's their head. I had one girl tell me it affects her bow first. I have no idea <laughs> what that even means, but awesome. I mean, because the thing is, the sooner we recognize it, the easier it is to fight it. And so yeah. it just has a lot of things like that. And then the help section talks about like the breathing and grounding, but it has really practical things they can write about and things they can draw to help. And then like they draw a picture of their worry monster and there are all these pictures of them in a superhero cape and fun things. And then cool. like mirrors where they write a verse that helps them get through this time. So a lot of, you know, obviously as a counselor, I don't want to write a book that's just talking at someone. So right. braver, stronger, smarter, and brave are both very interactive. And my hope was it would feel like coming and sitting down in my counseling office with Lucy and me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And your, your dog is part of the book. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. I think that's good to give people something to take away from it, you know, to give them mm. something to do. And sometimes that's what I need to do. Like if I'm feeling anxious or worried, I need something to do. I need to write something down. Sometimes I like to go to the gym and work out or go for a walk, like just kind of remove myself from the situation and, and start and doing something. Those are great ideas for any of us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great coping skills. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to know I'm doing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And then you also have a book, a new book coming out called Brave. Can you tell us about that? So that's the one for teenage girls and it's in, there's a lot of journal sections in it, but it's, it's really the same kind of breakdown of understanding help and hope. And, and I think for teenagers, it really is built on that idea of, I think they so often feel alone and feel like something's wrong with them. And, and there's, statistics, a lot of statistics about how for adolescent girls, for teenage girls, that self-confidence plummets somewhere between the ages yeah. of eight and 11. And so just a lot too about really helping them discover more of who God's made them to be and finding confidence in that and that that's going to shore them up against worry too. So it's yeah. dealing with worry on really practical levels, but it's digging deeper to identity also. That's so important. And um, I read an article a while back about how like when we know that we're loved, we think differently, we act differently, we live differently because we know we're loved. And so even if you're going through a tough situation with people that live in your house or people that you're in relationships with, just knowing that God loves you and that you're loved by him, you're created by him. I think that's so it changes your mindset. It should, you know, that we, we have a creator that loves us so much. Yeah. Um, delights in us. Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. He does delight in us. And, and that's amazing to think about. I think when I grew up, I had the idea of God that he was always disappointed in me. You know, mm -hmm. I always thought that God was, you know, and, and once I realized like God is delighting in me. He, he's so excited when I do well in sports or when I sing or when I, you know, show kindness to my brother and sister. He, he's so delighted in just the way that I live my life. And even in the mistakes I make, he still cares about me. So 
That's so important. Yeah, yeah well, I love that. Yeah, this has been um, really great information. And I love that you have so many resources. You also have a podcast about parenting. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, it's called Raising Boys and Girls. And I do it with my dear friends and colleagues, David Thomas and Melissa Trevathan. And we we're on our third season now. We've just started including interviews too, which is so fun. Yeah. And yeah, we just talk about a lot of different things related to parenting and always try to give some real practical help there too. And I also do the same on Instagram. I have, especially through the pandemic, I've tried to be really active. I, I feel like I have a love hate relationship with social media, but <laughs> I think just everybody's struggling. And so I'm just yeah. trying to put out as much really helpful information as I can as possible on my Instagram account too. That's awesome. Cause I think uh, social media has kind of turned into the news or our yeah. resource for getting information. Yeah. So it yeah. is, it is a good place to find things, but there's also, you know, other places we can go, but your podcast, right. I, I've loved listening to that. And it's just oh, been a great you. resource. I think for families and parents, um, just looking for some help or looking for some encouragement. It's a great resource. Well, Sissy, thank, thank you, you so much for doing this. This has been so fun. Uh, I like to it's ask so my guests. It's so fun to get to talk to you. Yeah, I like to ask my guests to um, give us a memory about when they were a kid. So do you have a memory from growing up or something you want to share with us about being a kid? You know, one of my favorite memories is that when I, I remember very specifically my best friend coming over to play. And she and my mom and I playing Candyland on the floor, sitting, the three of us sitting together playing Candyland. That was my favorite game. <laughs> and afterwards, her saying to me, my mom never gets on the floor and plays with me. And I think even talking about how God delights in us, my mom was amazing at that. And I would say, if you're listening as a family, as a parent, as a kid, get on the floor and play together. Yeah, um, whatever it is. And I think right now too, we just need to be doing that as much as possible. Looking each other in the eye where we're not having serious conversations. We're not necessarily trying yeah. to be productive. We're not getting all these things accomplished. We're not worrying together, but we're playing together. I think play fills us up in a way that is really profound and really important for all of us. So true. And I think we've gotten, our family has definitely gotten a lot of time to do that <laughs> during the pandemic. We're yes. like, I didn't know we had this board game or, <laughs> but we've gotten to do that a lot. And I think that's been one of the benefits for sure mm -hmm. of this time. So make the most of what you've got and, yes. and definitely get on the floor and play. That's a great memory. Well, thank you for sharing with us and thank you for telling us about all of this. I think, um, I think we have a lot to, to learn as we continue through this, but I'm thankful for resources like yours. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Kristen. Wow, that was just so good. I learned a lot. It, it was just like visiting a counselor. <laughs> Sissy gave us such helpful tools to use when it comes to dealing with worry and anxiety. Like I loved when she talked about breathing, like the combat breathing, like the Navy SEALs use. In fact, let's all take a deep breath right now. Very good. <laughs> and grounding. She talked about doing things that pertain to your senses, like what do you see? What do you smell? What are some things you can touch? Different things like that to help you connect with what's going on. And then the third thing was naming the worry. I think that's so important because like she said, it's never about the thing. 
anxiety is just playing a trick on our brain. It's that worry monster that keeps messing with us. And I love when she talked about how we can stand up to our worry monster or the worry whisperer and be able to say, that is just worry bothering me again. He is not the boss of me. I can tell him exactly what to do and I'm not going to listen to him. I am stronger than my worry. I think that's so important. Such good information. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. Hooray! This is the part of the show where you get to be on the podcast. So here is my friend, Adelie Ruth. Come follow me, Jesus said, Matthew four nineteen. Thank you, Adelie. That was great. Well, if you would like to be on the podcast, I would love to hear your favorite Bible verse. Or maybe you have an encouraging quote or a great joke that you want to share. Just have a grown-up help you go to my podcast website. It's anchor.fm slash collidekidspod. And on that page, there's a place for you to leave me a message. If you need some more information about this, you can find all of this on my social media pages. I'm on Facebook at the Collide Kids Podcast or an Instagram at Collide Kids Pod. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that new episodes will automatically load each week into whatever podcast app you're using and give us a rating and a review on your podcast app. That actually does help other people find out about the show so they can listen too. Oh, and I almost forgot to remind you to check out Sissy Goff's website, sissygoff.com. That's where you can find all the information about her podcast, her books, and her social media so you can get more information and access to great resources. Well, I hope you have learned along with me about how to be brave and stand up to your worry. Worry impacts all of us differently. So if you know of someone that's dealing with worry and anxiety, Share this episode with them. Let them know they are not alone. And like Sissy Goff said, blame her or blame the podcast. Tell your friend you heard someone on a podcast that had some helpful ideas. And most importantly, remind them that they are loved by God. Well, in case no one has told you today, let me be the first to remind you, God loves you so much. Thanks for listening. Looking for help and hope can be a chore, and you don't need any more of those. So consider downloading the River Mobile app. It's a radio station committed to playing songs that will lift you up and help you out no matter what you're going through. Songs from artists like Lauren Daigle, Zach Williams, and Toby Mac. It's totally free with no subscriptions. Just search 1049 The River in your app store or listen online at riverradio.com.